Podcasts are pretty common. So what makes the Uncommon Podcast uncommon? Well, it's all in our name. I'm your host, Noah Weiss, and we at Uncommon Sports Group understand the unique pressures and temptations that come with a career in the sport industry. We provide uncommon training that helps you successfully navigate common challenges. Hit the follow button on this podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Check out our website and become uncommon. What's going on, USG fam? Welcome back to another episode of the Uncommon Podcast. I'm excited to be in the podcast studio today with my brother and Minnesota Timberwolves video coordinator and player development assistant, Jonathan Mazmaki. Jonathan is originally from France and came to the States to play college hoops at Missouri Western State University before beginning his career with the Timberwolves back in September of 2021. Jonathan, thanks for being here today. Yeah, for sure, man. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely, brother. And, you know, Jonathan, certainly basketball has played a vital role in your life, but even more so, your Christian faith is an elemental part of who you are. I'd love for you to start the episode by sharing with us just a little bit about your faith story and how your relationship with Christ has shaped you as an individual and as a professional. Yeah, so um, God's always been a huge part of my life. Uh, grew up in church with my parents. They've been married for, for 30 years. We're a really close family. It's only three of us. I'm an only child. And um, so growing up growing up in France, I used to just, you know, go to church every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and it used to be, it's always been a big part of my life because it was a part of my education with my parents. And then um, throughout, you know, your life, you start having your own experiences, actually, mm-hmm. um, and experiences who Christ is, what he does yeah. for you. Um, and so... Yeah. I think, um, you know, I left to come to the States in uh, 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I I would say I was always a Christian. I always mm-hmm. believed in God. I always thought that he was good, uh, that he was there for me. But there was areas of my life that I kept, like, to myself that I didn't, like, really, like, give to him entirely. Mm-hmm. Until really COVID. Um, COVID. COVID was a blessing for me. I, I went home, and uh, so we were doing long distance with my girlfriend at the time, who's my fiance now, and we started mm-hmm. doing Bible studies together every day from a distance to kind of keep us connected. Yeah. And then throughout um, throughout these days of like just doing Bible studies together, kind of like being stuck at the house, not being mm-hmm. able to do anything. Yeah. Um, you know how it says you read the Bible, and the Bible reads you and just like mm-hmm. points Amen. points out. Um, elements of or parts in your life where you're like, oh, like maybe you should give me that or give me this. Yeah. And then, um, so I really surrender like one last, I would say, like a part of my of my life that I kept to myself and just give it all to him. And I just had that crazy breakthrough that one day. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget. It was May 8th, 2020, Man. middle of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, and things just like really shifted from that point on with just mm-hmm. like having the awareness of just like really what he did for me on the cross, you know yeah. what I mean? And so then just going forward, I, I just had like a complete different perspective about, mm-hmm. about things. Um, and so that, that's kind of my journey, mm-hmm. uh, with Christ. And then ever since then, it's just been amazing to just, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like walk everyday life, like hand in hand with him. And yeah. then like now being with, uh, with Kaylee, my fiance, and getting married in July mm-hmm. and having had that that walk together because she yeah. kind of came closer to Christ and we came to Christ kind of together. It's so, so cool. it's my uh, it's my journey. That's amazing, man. And I re- I love what you shared too of you had this breakthrough moment of recognizing and, and having an awareness of of who Christ was for you and, and I think that's 
you know, because I have a similar story of growing up in the church and, and really not having a true understanding of the gospel until my, my 20s. And yep. you know, I think for a lot of our listeners, we come from backgrounds of, of Christian faith as, as a foundation, but we don't always come to understand what that really means, right? And, and I love your, your perspective of what the Bible did to you, right? Of being yep. in the Word. I mean, I think that's, man, I, I reflect on my journey. And I think for the first 20 years of my life, I read the Bible maybe like, twice a year you know there's there's like such a, a small minuscule amount that, that you're yeah. really in the word but when you dive in i mean god just really works in your heart it's the holy spirit that does it but i mean man that's such an incredible testimony i think we can learn a lot from your story of there's that breakthrough moment when you recognize man this is really who christ is for me he's, he's my savior he's my lord he's my friend right he, he's my guide and he gives me his spirit, and so yeah, it's an amazing testimony. No, most definitely. When once you realize that, it just changes your perspective on a lot of things, and it you does. really see a before and after in your life. Doesn't mean that you won't have any problems anymore. Doesn't yeah. mean that you're not gonna make another mistake or something like that. That's why yeah. people get like, you know, they think oh, you give your life to Christ for being a Christian means you have that perfect life, and you're yeah. not gonna like do anything wrong again. Yeah, it's just like no, like it's just the fact that you mm. need Him in order yeah. to like get to that mm. perfection kind of through him but you're always going to struggle like absolutely. with certain things and um but but you need him to make up for mm. these struggles you know absolutely man and you know i think many people look at you as you know you're working for the timberwolves and you got it all figured out but there's yeah. still struggles right and it's absolutely still, it's still a challenge absolutely so. and it's it's the biggest thing too for people to understand whether it's just like faith-based or even um kind of uh, um achievement base in general right. like people look at the, the industry that i work in with the mm -hmm. nba players like from an outside perspective you could think they have it all figured out right yeah. like yeah they got their cars they got their houses they got like they're yeah. good and so like people can think oh wow like i like their journey better than i like mine but mm -hmm. little do you know like they have the same problems every day i'm with right. these guys every day and they have problems and sometimes yeah. they even have more problems because they have to think of things that mm -hmm. regular people don't have to think about mm -hmm. as far as just like just being exposed to just um, like being able to go like, you know, get your, your groceries yourself or just do little things or not have, right. have to like handle um, kind of like knowing what friends love you for who you are or mm -hmm. for your career. Like just all these things, you don't think about right. it, but but everybody go through things and it's just like a, on the surface level, it might not seem like it, but trust me, everybody, mm. everybody go through things. Amen. Yeah, it is. It is so true. And I think the, the reality of, of working in sports is, is we get to have this support system of teammates. Right? I think yep. that's what many people love about working in this industry is it's not like other industries, right? We have teammates, we have relationships, we have players we get to be around. And I think that environment does, does bring about a foundation of trust and having people in, in your circle to help you with those struggles as well. But, you know, Jonathan, I, I do want to transition as well to you know, for, for you, right, you knew basketball was where you wanted to be, right? You knew basketball yep. was your career path. And I think for young people that are listening to this podcast, it's difficult for them to know, like, man, what part of sports do I want to work in? Is it basketball? Is it marketing? Is it, you know, working in, in soccer, MLS? Like, what's what's really for me? And so how did you know that basketball was the career path you wanted to pursue long term? Yeah, I think um, for me, it happened kind of kind of late. I, uh, I was gonna graduate I had my last game at Missouri Western and so I'm mm -hmm. sitting here like okay what am I gonna do now like basketball's right. been a huge part of my life yeah. my entire life and yeah. you kind of hit that wall of like wow like that reality I'm gonna have to figure out something now make yeah. a living and everything and so mm -hmm. for me the big part was um I really thought 
that I was just going to use my degree and go work like a regular job in the corporate world. And so mm -hmm. I started just pursuing this career and like mainly consulting um, yeah. just because I like, you know, like advising coming as like a, a problem solver. So I was yeah. like, yeah, maybe I like that. Um, and I ended up realizing that um, it wasn't uh, necessarily going to be for me. And I felt mm -hmm. like God didn't open the, the doors like, yeah. after a while. And so I was like, you know what, I might, I might think about just something else. I love sports. Mm -hmm. I love basketball. Why not try and pursue a career in that? Yeah. Um, maybe, you know, coaching mm -hmm. or at least staying in the industry so that right. um, I just have that around because that's mm -hmm. that's what I'm good at. That's what I love. And that's kind of like what I feel I'm called to do. And so I uh, went up to my head coach at the time, Will mm -hmm. Martin, um, and uh, he had a lot of um, great relationships with a lot of people that are in the league today because he was mm -hmm. a manager at Kentucky. So he's yeah. seen like a lot of coaches and a lot of players mm -hmm. that are now in the NBA. And so I went up to him one day and I was like, hey, like, I want to work in the NBA. Like, I would yeah. love to give it a try and just see how it is in this industry. And um, um, that's what I want to do. So we, will you will you help me out? Can we figure out something? And he was mm -hmm. just super happy for me. And right away, just kind of like activated all his relationships and was really trying to help me out for wow. that. And so I ended up um, at first working in equipment, which I think we'll get to at some point yeah, uh, later. Sure. But then now in video. But he just connected me with the right people. Um, mm -hmm. And uh it was a great journey for me, and it was a great part of, of my journey that um, trying to figure out a career within the NBA and talk to people because yeah. I've met so many people throughout that moment that were willing mm. to help me um, and that I didn't even know. Like, I yeah. would go up to them and I would ask for, you know, um, either advices or even, like, a moment with them to just connect and, like, ask them questions, being curious. And mm -hmm. um, I've just come across so many people that were willing to help me and yeah. uh, it would just went straight to my heart right away because every time i would approach them i'd be like hey like it would be cool if, if you would but i wouldn't be mad at you if you don't because you don't even know me you don't mm -hmm. really have you know a reason and so i've just met so many people really just like selfless and kind of like an open book about a lot and it mm -hmm. encouraged me to then once now, like I, people reach out to me, yeah, uh, to to for help. I always try and make time, no matter how Absolutely. busy I am, because I was like I was in their shoes, and it meant mm. so much to me that um, they they had time for me. So I want to have time for others too. So it was it was a great learning and, and very humbling experience at that moment for sure. Yeah, and I love what you shared, Jonathan. Of you know you searched for other positions, you know whether it be corporate or what was open at that time, and, and you felt that basketball was your passion. And I think for so many. We have a passion for sports. That, that's why I'd be working it, right? It's it's not glamorous. There's long hours. There's hard mm -hmm. days. It's not easy to get into it. There's not a lot of money in it. It's <laughs> man, it's it's hard. But the reality of why we're in sports is because we love the game, right? And I think that's what yeah. I loved hearing from you. And and even on top of that, of you know how you went about it, I think was was so inspiring. Of you go and you approach somebody you trusted, right? Your basketball coach, mm -hmm. and, and you asked him for relationships, and that spread to other relationships that ended up giving you the opportunity to work in, in the NBA, right? That, that's, a, that's an amazing journey. And you know, I think for our listeners, you know, so often we're, we're afraid to ask the question, like, hey, well, can you help me, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. But, but I think what we can learn from your story is that that is a tremendous way to go about getting into this industry. And it's one of the most, I think, successful ways to do it, right? Because we're taking relationships that we already have, that, that people who love us and care about us, yep. and they're going to help us get to, the, to that to that spot where we want to be. For sure. So. It's, it's a very dangerous spot to be into, to just, like, be scared to fail or be scared of, like, rejection. Like, a lot of people won't go up to mm. other people and be like, hey, like, yeah. my name is, uh, and yeah. here's what I want to do. I know you do that. I know you've done, like, you've been mm. there before. Um, what, like, 
what advice do you have or here's what I want to do what's the best thing I can do in the current position that I'm in and the mm. worst thing that can happen is just someone just you know like moving on not even replying to you or saying no yeah. I don't have anything for you but you really don't have anything to lose at mm. all you have everything to win like if, totally. if, the, if the person just goes along then like you just try again and it's just yeah. like people are just so afraid or like maybe ashamed at some point oh they didn't reply to me what are they going to think it's like who cares? Just try. Like, yeah. if you really want it, if you want it bad, just try. And it's, it's mm-hmm. going to be a learning experience no matter what. Absolutely. And, and that's so true as well. I think it's a fear factor of, you know, hey, what if they say no? Or what if they aren't willing to help? And it's like, you know, you'd have to take a risk. You know, it's, so it's, all, it's all about stepping up and just, and just, and I, honestly, Ed, to, you, to what you said, if people ask you for help, you're willing to, to do that because you needed help along your journey. And I think most people in this industry are more than willing to step up and give you advice or help you network. So. For sure, because what then, like, what you got to think too is these these people, um, they they were in your position before, so right. more than likely they did what you're doing before, and they know that it requires courage to totally. go up to someone that you don't know and mm-hmm. introduce yourself and kind of yeah. like sell yourself. So, to a certain extent, you got to expect like people are going to respect that, and then what yeah. they do with it, it's up to them. But it's always going to be a learning experience whether you get more information, good tips for someone that doesn't even reply to you. You learn in that process. Oh, how maybe, how could I have approached mm-hmm. them better to like, you know, have like information yeah. or whatever. It's just always going to, you got to be, you have to be like strategic about it um, and mm-hmm. very patient because it's not going to be the first door that you yeah. knock at. That's just going to be the perfect result. But yeah. um, no matter what, it's just such a learning experience. And it's a, it's something you can even relate to faith because during all that process, you have to mm-hmm. be very patient and faithful and you have to, yeah. You know, most of the time when we're in that, uh, as Christians, when we're in that season, we, we, we're praying really hard because mm-hmm. you're hoping to see something happening. So yeah, it's also God. testing your faith. So on just so many levels, it's a learning experience. And it's just mm-hmm. a shame to just not not try, you know. Yeah, that's so true. And I love what you said about, you know, it's a season where we get to trust God more, right? And be, yeah. be in prayer and, and just lean on Him for guidance. I think that's, sure. that, that's the best part about the Christian life is when we're in those seasons of, you know, hey, I don't have a job or I'm seeking a job is we have a God who wants to help us along that journey and give us guidance and clarity on what's next. Right. And I think that's, um, truly, a an awesome part of following the Lord is, is we have someone to go to in those hard times. So yeah, yeah. it's very well said, Jonathan. And Jonathan, one thing many of our listeners don't know about you is that you started your career in basketball as an assistant equipment manager with the Timberwolves yeah. uh, back in your first year with the team. And obviously now you're on the player development and video side, but I'd love to hear, I think many young people would be hesitant to take a job that they don't really want to do long term, right? Maybe it's like, ah, I want to coach. I don't really want to be in equipment, so that, that's not for me. But why did you decide to step into that role of, of being an equipment manager, even though it wasn't your long term career goal? Then what can our listeners learn from that decision? Well, for me, the biggest thing was just to kind of find a way to get into the industry uh, mm-hmm. when I first got out of school because I knew that I wanted to work in the NBA and I knew mm-hmm. it's the environment I want to be around. But I also knew that getting a job right away on the coaching staff as like a mm-hmm. veto coordinator or player development, although I would have loved that, would seem kind of like unreal. Like you yeah. probably, there's probably steps before that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what ended up happening is, um, I mean, just it's crazy when you look back at it, how like God's timing always perfect. I just went up to my coach, like I said earlier, and I was like, hey, here's what I want to do. I would mm-hmm. like to work in the NBA. And he's like, yeah, I'll do whatever I can to just help you out. And so he called um, Peter, that was that who was still the um, head equipment manager for the Timberwolves because they had worked together at Kentucky. Oh, wow. And um, Will mentioned me and he said, hey, I have uh, my one of my seniors here. He's 
really trying to go into the NBA and uh, he's willing to just pretty much do whatever job as long as he's, you know, around the league mm-hmm. and in the industry to kind of um, figure out what he wants to do next. Because that's one of the biggest things, too. Once you're a step in and once you're in, you get to see what everybody does and then yeah. you have like a better judgment on like, oh, I'd like to do this or I'd like to do that. Like, mm-hmm. I had no idea how like structured or yeah. how, you know, how it was within the NBA team. So it was hard for me to be like, I want exactly to do that. I was like, I want to get there first see it for myself mm-hmm. and then figure it out and so when he said that to um to to peter um peter said yeah i have my assistant that just accepted a uh head uh head um, head equipment uh job and an, on another franchise so i actually mm-hmm. need an assistant and so wow. will right away was like oh my gosh like that's that's Man. that's your guy right here like come on just like give him a, give him a chance and so he was on mm-hmm. him about it um, and so then I went up to summer league and, and met with, uh, with Peter, we bonded mm-hmm. really well and he ended up hiring me. Um, wow. and so that's the main thing for me. It was just, and, and Will, I remember his call too, just calling me being like, Hey, like, um, here's, there's something that might be lining up, but just so you know, it might not necessarily be what you want to do as a career, but it would mm-hmm. be an unbelievable way to yeah. just really like step into the industry mm-hmm. and really like being in the core of that. Cause one thing about equipment is like, you get to build general relationships with everybody because everybody needs equipment. Staff mm-hmm. needs equipment. Players, more than anything, needs equipment. And so you have access to um, different places within an NBA organization that are like pretty sacred, like the locker room for guys. Yeah. So you have to build that trust, build that confidence. But you, you, you also have the kind of like the honor and the privilege to know who the players really mm-hmm. are as themselves. Like yeah. in the locker room, they're themselves. Like they might mm-hmm. pretend being something and on the court or in front of the cameras or in the weight room, but you get their true selves in the, in the locker room. Mm-hmm. And so it was just like so many things like that, that when I first came in as equipment, I was able to just like see the true color of a lot of things and get the genuine of like mm-hmm. what it was, the yeah. genuineness. And so I, um, it helped me figuring out what was my next step going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, it was the key of just accepting that role at first. And I think something too that, was huge for me in that season is how humbling equipment is and mm. you know that more than anybody yeah, yeah. too just totally. um just it's it's very humbling you're constantly serving mm-hmm. uh you're serving people from when you get to work to when you leave and yeah. which is the entire day because your days are really really long totally. and you do laundry you pick up dirty laundry dirty towels like you just mm-hmm. it's just what you do and um and uh yeah I, I learned how to just take pride in that and and mm-hmm. doing it with with a great heart and just even appreciate and yeah. and, and like taking that as a privilege to be like hey like i'm gonna serve these guys and i'm just gonna mm-hmm. do the best job i can and uh yeah and and yeah it was and and people see it after yeah. a while you know they see like your attitude they see you uh you do well and not complain and just like mm-hmm. embracing that because they know it's a grind mm-hmm. like everybody knows Man. in equipment and like in the nfl and the mlb and nba i don't care it's equipment a is a grind and so um yeah it was a, a great opportunity to show how hard working and how much of like a grinder how was like it was mm-hmm. super easy just like work hard and equipment and people will know yeah this guy works hard yeah, and so um, it ended up working perfect, and um, and I learned a lot. So yeah, it was a yeah. uh, it was cool. I love that story, Jonathan, and I think too what what is so amazing about that testimony is it takes a lot of humility, right? It takes humility to say, whoa, whoa, like I I want to be a coach. I'm not gonna do equipment. That, that's not for me, right? for sure. It's, and that and that's a grind, right? And everybody knows, like you said, equipment yeah. is a grind, and often that's like a turnoff to going into yeah. equipment is because it is such a grind. But I think to to your story, what happened was is 
every single day you were in the organization. And so every staff member saw you, they knew you, they interacted with you. You almost were putting on an interview every single day. Right? Yeah, for, yeah, for to the, a certain for the position you have Absolutely. now, right? And so, you know, for our listeners, it's like you may not want that job, right? It, it may be something that you're a little scared to step into, but it may be the catalyst to get you to where you want to go, and that's exactly what happened in your situation. Yeah, really and it's it's something too where you can just relate it to faith and to Christ. Like for me, it's the season where I was just praying a lot, and it's just yeah. like. Compared to the corporate, like corporate business, mm-hmm. regular world that I was kind of like chasing or wanting to go into, or mm-hmm. the doors weren't opening, that door for equipment yeah. for Timberwolves, just stuff kept lining up. Like yeah. the right people were coming. Like it was just, mm-hmm. it was just guided. And so mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, when things are guided and doors keep opening, and like God is like pushing you a certain way, even though it's not the necessarily the exact way mm-hmm. you want to go, like you kind of like need to submit and like go to that because then right. later on he'll honor that like 100%. And that's what happened yeah. for me later on, like a year later. So. Absolutely. Yeah, it's pretty cool to see. And I love what you said too about serving. And, you know, I think any sport industry job and to some extent is, is service to a team in an in in or, organizational goal. But, you know, I think even more so in equipment, you had, to, you had to serve a lot. And I saw that firsthand of just the amount of hours you put in and the yeah. effort. But I think that is representing Christ, right? People see the more that you... The more effort you put into it, the more time you put into it, they're going to see that that is a reflection of, of your belief system and, and it honors God. So I think that's another cool part of it, too. Yeah. And it trains you for other things, too. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. in video now, like, it might not seem as much of a grind because it's not little or grind as far as, like, just, like, picking up towels or doing laundry or, like, staying right. super late, like, on the job. But, like, the grind on the video side might be you freaking watching film until 2 a.m. every right. day or, like, being the first in the office to do some things. And it's just, like... Mm-hmm. Being in equipment taught me that grind early so that once I have to grind in something that I actually like love that directly has to do with basketball mm-hmm. later on, I'm ready for it and I'm enjoying it even more. But I mean, any high level, any high level sports position like equipment, yeah. coaching, like no matter what you do, it's a huge grind, especially in major mm-hmm. leagues. Like it yeah. doesn't matter what you do. That's so true. And I think that's a, honestly a good testimony just to prepare our listeners for what to expect at that level. It's, oh, yeah. It's a grind. Sure. It's, I, it's definitely a grind. You have to know that yeah. it's really, really what you want. And I have a lot of people that, you know, they have hard eyes when you tell them that you do that. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, like, I don't know if you would have these hard eyes if you actually knew, like, yeah. what a day was like or yeah. like a week or a month or a year or a whole season mm-hmm. was like. And it's just something that you have to be ready for. Like, just these long hours, you're going to have to sacrifice a whole lot, like, mm-hmm. personal life. It's, you mm-hmm. have to know. And But if it's really what you want to do, then you'll you'll be willing to put the work in and, and sacrifice for sure. Absolutely, Jonathan. And I'm sure it's difficult even to, you know, talking about the NBA and, and you being a part of that. It's, I'm sure it's difficult to be a Christian working in that space. There's so many unique challenges that, that people face in, in this industry, but especially as a Christian. So share, share with us, what challenges have you had to face as a follower of Jesus during your time in the NBA? Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it, it's definitely an industry where, like, you wouldn't necessarily think of Christ right away when you see, like, NBA yeah. or NFL or MLB because it has mm-hmm. a lot of, like, temptations of things that don't necessarily align with Christ. It's a lot of money, like, popularity, what people think, like, being viewed mm-hmm. as, like, the king of the world from, like, an earthly perspective. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of people kind of roll like that. Yep. Um, but for me, just something that helped me just really, like, staying the course is uh, just realizing and having the humility to just realize that like he's the one that got me here you know mm-hmm. so i couldn't now that i'm here i'm not just gonna try and like 
turn around or bow yeah. to certain things that I use not to. Like when I was hoping to get all these things, I wanted to align with like what he stood for and mm. what he wanted for my life because I wanted to get there. So now yeah. it would be like so, um, what's the word? Like uh, so uh, like fake now that I'm here to just turn around and be all like, I got what I wanted. So yeah. now I'm just going to do my own thing. So yeah. It's just yeah. something that's pretty common sense to me, like, and mm-hmm. um, I don't know, just like trying, trying following him has been um, so um, just good till now. So like, why, why would I stop right. doing that now? You know what I mean? Like everything, like, it's been like working out like so well, and I know mm-hmm. that it's all like through him and thanks to him. So it just mm-hmm. makes sense to just like stay the course. Like it's the yeah. least I can do, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I love that, Jonathan. And I think what you said really resonated with me of you know, God is the one that has guided you along this journey. He's the one that's honestly led you to be a part of this organization and to have the influence you have. And so why would you turn on that now? And I think to really reflect as a believer, like God is not a genie in a bottle, right? He's Mm -hmm. not just giving us our wishes. That's not his purpose, right? It's a relationship with the creator of, of all things. And I think when we look at it from that perspective, it doesn't matter whether you're you're the the lowest of the low, right, of working the the, the toughest job in the industry, or whether you're the head coach, right, it's, yep. you you get to serve God in either position, and, and regardless of what platform you have. And so I think to your point, right, God has gotten you here. It's been an amazing journey. I'm gonna keep doing that despite the fact that there are these temptations and challenges. And I think that's really encouraging for our listeners. Yeah, and another thing too that's like encouraged me even more is just knowing that like I believe that He put me in that position strategically, knowing that the industry that I'm in needs like me and like i'm putting that in quotes right. like needs me because needs like like god's light in it mm-hmm. so it's like he's very intentional in like putting um just you know like like christians in this type of mm-hmm. uh, of environment to just be a light and just mm-hmm. like show you know just like love people like yeah be an energy giver every day and just mm-hmm. like serve and, and act with love to like whoever it is whether it's just like yeah. the janitor or the head coach or the franchise player, or no matter mm-hmm. what, like this, this type of stuff, it, it, it'll, it'll, um, it's, it's just the reason why um, yeah. it, it happens the way it happens. And so, when you look 100%. at it from that perspective, you just stay the course. Mm-hmm. And so, it's just, I don't know, it's just natural to me, honestly. Absolutely. And, and actually, I, I want to talk more about that, Jonathan. Is I think the flip side of it being challenging, what the NBA does offer you is a tremendous mission field right of, of people yeah. that don't believe in god or, yeah. or don't have a, a relationship with god and so how do you go about just sharing your belief system sharing christ with others um i think like it just comes up pretty naturally mm-hmm. um just because of the way you move right it's just yeah. like i love that you don't have to go out there and like write i'm a christian on my forehead <laughs> and be like hey like you know yeah. grab a bible and like just start slapping someone in the face with it like it's just by the way you move at some point like people most of the time just like notice certain things and so it's it gives amazing. you opportunities to just um kind of open up and um mm-hmm. and, and mention you know your testimony what you stand for like what you believe mm-hmm. in and um for me it's been the biggest thing yeah whether it's just with players or whether it's just with staff members mm-hmm. at some point um yeah just you know, like stick to um, moving a certain way, behaving mm-hmm. a certain way. And it's one thing too about you know all these major league industries. Like you, we're around each other so much that 
the true colors come out very quickly. And mm-hmm. so, like, there's just so many opportunities to behave a certain way for people to see yeah. that it's just going to encourage naturally certain conversations. So it's just you don't even have to, like, want to bring it up or be strategic about it. Like, by the way you move at some point, like, people going to mm-hmm. know, like, people talk about each other. Like, it's just yeah. it just happens that way. So for me, I think the biggest thing has been... Uh, it's been my uh, my doing and like and how mm-hmm. I am and, and I'm not perfect by any means but I just try and like act with love with everybody yeah. just like cheering on everybody like mm-hmm. be the high spirit and just you know wanting to see other people succeed and just love your neighbor mentality like no matter what it is if it's like a player or a coach no matter what and I think just um, people see mm-hmm. it and then it's just like little things like uh I don't know, like, uh, for example, like, not cussing, right? And so, like, I'm in yeah. industry with, like, cussing is a big thing. So, like, the fact that, like, I don't cuss, like, people might notice that. Just like, like, like I said, it's just, yeah. like, little behaviors or things that you will have that people will notice. And then it's going to encourage the conversation. It's but amazing. I'll encourage everybody, like, no matter where you're at or whatever, like, if you want to touch someone's heart or if you want to have a certain mm-hmm. conversation, just, like, behave a certain way and yeah. over and over and over again. And then it'll come up. But usually mm-hmm. when you try and force it, and when you're trying to, especially for yeah. me, like, I mean, I'm a video coordinator. I'm, like, surrounded by, like, you know, higher level, like, within, like, the hierarchy of a team, like, staff members that I've been mm-hmm. for a long time. I'm around, like, players every day. There are millionaires that have millions of followers. So, like, the right approach for me is not to, like, come up and start, like, like lecturing them. Right. Right. You, you know, right? <laughs> so it's, like, <laughs> not sure. going to go up to a player and be like, hey, man, like, you shouldn't do this, you know, because it, like, no. Yeah. It's just, you know, um, mm-hmm. just be be the way you are and at some point the conversation is going to come up mm, I, man i love that so much and and i think the reality is our actions always speak louder than our words always. And, and i think that that's the amazing part of following jesus is, is we can show who god is based on how we live and he wants to work through us in that and you know, i'm so encouraged by you jonathan of, of just the way you have chosen to live in this industry and i think the more that that we do that as believers right the more people are going to be able to see christ and so I'm, I'm with you 100%. And I even think about Jesus, right? And you think about John 13, when he washes the feet of his disciples mm-hmm. and he says, go do the same to others. Right? Yeah. He encourages them to serve, right? He, he's, yeah. not, he's not giving them like a 10-step plan to, to share the gospel. He's, he's telling them to go serve. And through that, people are going to understand who Jesus was and, and really the good news of, of what he's done for us. And yeah, so, yeah, for sure. And along with that, I would say like it's just like 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 love people no matter what and just especially because we're in an industry like just in general but especially in sports where you can get caught up so fast on just wins and losses and championships and down season people getting fired and And so when you have that ability to just kind of like stay consistent with Mm -hmm. who you are no matter what happens around usually people notice that because we live in a world where people just mood and behavior is like like mm-hmm. um are like very so much based on the circumstances yeah. but for us as believers like since we focus on different things like our behavior overall should be a little more consistent and yeah, it should absolutely. be like a great way to show your faith and your beliefs because mm-hmm. whether we won 20 straight or lost 20 straight like you come into work like joyful like the same mm-hmm. way and i'm not saying i'm always doing that perfectly right. obviously we humans it's hard but like yeah. Overall, when you sustain that level of just being able to focus on different things, on things of above, like mm-hmm. people see that too, and they're like, "Wow, like he's never down like that, or he's never yeah. like." And and so it gives you great opportunities to, uh, to and it's kind of like like being and to me it's like a big thing of uh, it, it relates with just being loved to other mm-hmm. people, like in like First um, uh, Corinthians thirteen with like definition of love, love. He yeah. said like keep record of no right, no wrong. It's the same mm-hmm. thing, like 
wins, losses, right, wrong, just like stay yeah. consistent with it and like love people, serve people the same way and mm. focus on the right things. So I think it's a great way to just yeah, have people be like, wow, like he he's just the same, like same. Like I, I kind of want that. Like I don't yeah. want to be moody like that. Like, I don't want to mm. be down or too up or too down. Just like yeah. be still, you know, so. That's so good, Jonathan. And, you know, it, it's really beautiful to see. I mean, it, it's awesome. You and, and Moses Iambi, another coach on, on mm-hmm. staff, is, yep. is another believer. And we were just talking about, um, you know, him and Nikhil Alexander-Walker, a player that just got traded, um, to, you know, on, on your guys' team. And I, I've noticed the past few games that they're praying together before, yeah. before every workout. And it's just things like that that really show others, you know, who Christ is and, and, and really the amazing things he can do in our lives. And so I'm with you. I think the, the actions portion of our journey is, is a huge testament to Christ. Yeah, it's the biggest one, for sure. It's well said, Jonathan. And you know, I want to jump back into more of a professional question here. But, you know, oftentimes I think young people can look at you, right? You know, you're a video coordinator. You're, you're doing player development with NBA players. And mm-hmm. they can think, I could never do that. I don't have the skills to coach or help uh, NBA players develop, so I could never reach where, where Jonathan's at. And so I just want to ask you, of, of how have you been able to have confidence in the work that you do, especially as such a young person, and what has helped you learn along the way? I think it's uh, a big part of that is uh, how hard you work. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's concerns that I used to have, too, being like, I'm so young, I'm going into this industry. Like, what would these guys, like, listen to me? They don't really know me. I haven't played in the NBA before. Like. Right. If I give them an advice on, like, I don't know, their form or their footwork out of nowhere, they might look at me and be like, bro, are you crazy or what are right. you talking about? But yeah. I think uh, when awesome. people see how hard you work, uh, hard work is something that you always have to respect no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, if someone is over there just working hard and they're coming up with something and you can tell that it's just, like, well thought through and that they really put effort into it, um, mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean that people are going to, like, ha- agree with you 100%, yeah. but they actually, like at least going to get like give you an opportunity um, just to, they're going to listen to you yeah. at least, and they're going to respect what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And then it's their choice to agree or not. Like when yeah. I give advice to like a player, or I have a suggestion to like a coach about something, I go up to them and I think about, I try to be strategic and I try to think it through before I just, you know, talk and I'm like, oh, I wish you do this or that. But then what they do with it is their choice. And I, mm. I try to not take any, um, yeah. I don't have hard feelings towards, you know, something mm-hmm. that I suggest, something that I say, whether they agree uh, uh, with it or not. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, one thing is just that yeah. it's, it's hard work. And um, I would also say just um, just knowing that, like, for me, even go back to the same thing. It's just like I know um, because mm-hmm. of my journey to get there how, like, God wants me there because there's mm-hmm. been just so many signs yeah. along, like, the journey that now that I'm here, I'm confident mm-hmm. where I am and I know that I'm kind of like living like my calling to be there. So like mm-hmm. that gives me the confidence to just be able to go up there, For get sure. up every day and just like trust mm-hmm. my craft and my hard work. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's something I can always like rely back on mm-hmm. whenever I like the doubts start like creeping in a little bit because it does happen. For sure. But then knowing like, no, 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 like I'm like, I'm supposed to be mm-hmm. here. I know I was called to be here. So like yeah. it's something that's like above anybody's like opinion or perspective or anything earthly like i know mm-hmm. i'm supposed to be here no matter what so no matter what people say no matter like how it turns out like today i might have a horrible day like right. i'm gonna bounce back tomorrow and come back and know yeah. that i'm supposed to be here no matter what so it's yeah. uh, like two things that really helped me a lot with that yeah it's really trusting christ right of, of he has brought you to this position right and so it's not as much about how much you know or how, how well you can do it's about him guiding you to continue to be successful and and one thing that caught my attention that you were talking about is, 
you know, sometimes you say something and, and maybe the coach or the player doesn't fully agree, mm-hmm. but at least you said something, right? Mm-hmm. At least you stepped up and had the courage to share your opinion, share your advice. And if you're not on point, I'm sure they correct you and share their opinion as well. And that that teaches you, right? That, Absolutely. that edifies you. And I think the, the thing that young people can struggle with, and, and I can even speak from experience, right, of, you know, working in ministry, you know, you have to be very vocal, right? It's very relational. And sometimes my biggest struggle is just not sharing anything because I'm so afraid of like, well, what if I'm wrong? Yeah. What if I don't understand that yep. scripture well enough? But the, the best things that I've ever done have just been able to share and step up and, and give my thoughts and opinions. And if it's wrong, that correction teaches me and helps me grow. And, and so I think from, from your testimony there, like our young people can take that to their work and, and their positions and apply that. And and if they don't feel like they know, they can learn and grow from even just you know, speaking up. So I think that's you know, absolutely. And I think like one thing about that too is just you have to think about it before you do it, right? I'm not telling everybody to, you know, like when they try and build relationships with people, when yeah. they see opportunities that will right away, you just go up and right. blah, blah, start, rah, 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 yeah. No, like you right. have to give it thinking. But once it's like deep thinking and you thought it through for like a little while and mm-hmm. you're like, okay, that would make sense. Why would I do this? It would be more strategic to do it now. Yeah. Now, like, now your level of discernment went up because you're like, okay, like I I know why I'm saying that. And then also the second thing is like, how and when Mm -hmm. should I say it? Because obviously there's times where like, you know, you should just shut up, right? (laughs) And there's times where you're able to speak up and there's times where you should speak up. Mm -hmm. And I think that the more you think about what what your point is and the more you try and like give it discernment with like okay like i think right now is the right time Mm -hmm. if you have that that patience to do that in the process it's never gonna be bad and it's always gonna Mm -hmm. end up being beneficial even if like nobody agrees with you in a room at least you'll have that credibility and that respect so it's just a fine Mm -hmm. line between like having the right discernment of like knowing how and when to do it and Mm -hmm. not do it you know yeah 100 percent, and that's like a lot of uh, patience and humility right to know like you know, Lord, like, and it's not my job to be the smartest or the best in the room, right? It's my job to do what I'm called to do at the best of my ability with excellence. Right? Exactly. And, and, you know, you're not the head coach, right? So it's exactly, like, yeah. You, so you, you got to find your role. You get exactly what I'm saying. That That's yeah. the point. Just understanding, having a genuine understanding of what's going on, what's your role within that, and mm-hmm. then, like, thrive into that and, and have the courage and confidence of just, you know, like, it's it's Christ mm-hmm. in you, so it's going to be okay no matter what. And then, yeah. um, and then just, yeah, just go for it. Yeah. Uh, absolutely, Jonathan. And, and I think one thing that is, is pretty obvious just in uh, t- hearing you sh- share your story and talk about your time in the league, but, you know, there's challenges to working with such a high level organization. And, you know, so many young people, I think, have a desire to work in the NBA or other professional leagues, but just don't know what to expect. And so what have been those challenges for you? And maybe you, you mentioned a few already. And then what advice would you give any of our listeners who have these aspirations to work in a, in a professional league? I think for me, the biggest... Uh the biggest challenge would be the the balance between the personal and professional life. Yeah, um, it's a very very challenging because you have to sacrifice a lot of time. Hundred percent. Like the it's one of the most time consuming industries, and so you have to know that going yeah. into it. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely, and honestly, might be the biggest and only challenge for yeah. me because I love what I do, and mm. I, I have a pure love for the game, and I have a. I'm so thankful for God being so, um, so giving me these signs so strongly earlier in my life to just tell me that he wanted me there so that when it gets hard, I remember that. And I'm like at peace no matter what. Mm. 
but the challenge is is very is it's time consuming. So yeah. um, and I gave you example. It's, it's it's been hard. For example, for my fiance, you know, mm-hmm. she's moved here now for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, and so we're getting married in July. Uh, super excited about it. And so it's been a whole lot of wedding planning, yeah. which you know that because you're getting married too. Yes, yeah, sir. Um, but <laughs> it's uh it's challenging, and there's yeah. times where she thinks that um I might not be like present enough, mm-hmm. or I'm not doing enough of the wedding planning, or that my job is more important than her and so it's all these things which just like it's obviously kind of like lies that the devil trying to like put in her head but at the same time it's really things where on my hand like i have to be very intentional yeah with everything that i do with the time that i spend doing certain things because at the end of the day like she's more of a priority than my career although i spend more time Mm -hmm. doing stuff for my career than with her because that's how the industry is totally um but so that it's definitely the the biggest challenge and i'm constantly learning how to Mm -hmm. navigate that and be better at it and i'll never be perfect i don't think and she has grace on her end too and forgiveness Mm -hmm. because she knows how hard it is but I would say it's the biggest challenge, and um, and and I would also say that it's 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 the one, the one thing that I would tell people that aspire to work in that industry to give it a thought the most because yeah. it's something that um, will mm-hmm. hit you hard once you get into the industry, yeah. and it doesn't care about you or how you feel or mm-hmm. like these games keep coming these game plans have to come these games need to be coded mm-hmm. that your body needs to be ready for that workout where you're like defending three different guys today on three different player development workouts like no matter what mm-hmm. it just yeah. at the end of the day doesn't care like it's what you're here for that's mm-hmm. what you're paid for and so yeah. you you have to respond and you have to be there and you have to um do what you're paid to do at a very high level because mm. it's a very high level industry. So I would say it's just, you know, give it a thought of like, mm-hmm. do you have that genuine understanding that what, of what it takes yeah. and are you willing and wanting that? Because if not, it's okay, but yeah. you have to know that because otherwise yeah. you could be, it could be a little like deceiving. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really know. I didn't expect that. You have to know beforehand mm-hmm. that it's hard like that but once you yeah. accepted that and once you're able and like just willing to navigate it mm-hmm. then it, it's it it's not easy but it just yeah. flows because you know you love it and uh, and you have such a and i mean it's the challenge but we're not talking about all the good things that come right. with it too right like you're around the greatest minds of the basketball minds like around the best mm-hmm. players it's just so many also mm-hmm. benefits to that yeah. uh, that for me personally outweigh way like more like of mm-hmm. the challenges but mm-hmm. uh that's that's the main thing that i would say to anybody that aspire working in this in this industry yeah and it really is a, a very real challenge because the to your point the expectations are the expectations they don't shift and change with your life changing right for example like when you started you weren't engaged right exactly. so there wasn't all this you get exactly what i'm saying wedding planning and this pressure but yep. now there is right but that there doesn't is. change what is expected from you right from yep. the, from the staff and from your coworkers. and so i think you know, for our listeners, it's like you almost have to weigh the, the benefits and the cost, mm-hmm. right? I think about um, Luke chapter 14, you know, Jesus is, is sharing to a large crowd what it's like to follow him. Mm-hmm. And he legit says almost the same thing you're saying. He's like, a king doesn't go into battle without first thinking about, is this battle winnable? And yeah. if it's not winnable, they go and make a peace treaty. And mm-hmm. I'm paraphrasing that, of course. But He's saying, before you follow me, think about what the cost is going to be. Think about the challenges of what this is going to take. And I think it's the same thing when we're walking into working in professional sports or college sports or whatever it is. 
there's going to be a unique challenge. This isn't a nine to five. It's not 40 hours a week, right? And so there's, there's a, there's a, there's a sacrifice, but to your point as well, if you love it and if you're enjoying what you're doing, you're going to really be blessed, right? With the serving and with the opportunity, but I'm sure it is a challenge as well to find that balance of, you know, this is my work, but this is also my life. And obviously now the responsibility of Mm -hmm. um, your fiance and future wife. And another thing I would say too, is just trying to, trying to have like a, think about it in a true understanding of like why you want to do it yeah because it's an industry that's just gonna like demand so much out of you that it's gonna come down to like the seventh eighth ninth tenth layer (laughs) under your skin of being like okay why are you truly doing this you know and so like for me I know that there's two things. There's one, like mm-hmm. God wants me in this industry to be his light and he wants me there. And that gives me like all the motivation in the world, yeah. even when I don't feel like waking up, when I don't feel like going to bed late because of mm-hmm. doing that, when I don't feel like going to play defense for like, I don't know how many like <laughs> plays straight against NBA yeah. guys and I'm exhausted and I have to make all these edits. Like all that, it comes down to, okay, why? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. for him and to be his light, boom. Like I want to, and then the second yeah. thing is just like the pure love of the game that I have too. Like yeah. I love basketball so mm-hmm. much for the sport itself from like a technical, tactical standpoint. I think it's a beautiful sport, but also just for like the effect that it has on mm-hmm. communities, on people, on togetherness, yeah. on just, like, I've experienced it as a player. I've experienced it as yeah. a coach. Like I think it's just so beautiful that these things keep me going. But for someone that is part of that, it's just, yeah, like, Mm-hmm. just knowing the challenge of that just the sacrifice as far as like time and how time consuming it is and also like what's the true reason you want to do that because if it's like other things such as like money or the fame or just telling other people i work in the league like you might be able to work like a couple of weeks couple of months but at some point if if that's your true motivation and it's just that you're gonna run out you're gonna burn out yeah. it needs to be something yeah. that's just more mm-hmm. that that's deeper that's gonna help yeah. you like sustain a high level of just like mm-hmm. hard work and like wanting and 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 just um and keep keep it up like the entire time so yeah yeah you you definitely have to have a why right and and something that's motivating you to continue pursuing what you're pursuing and to your point right it's you know sports is not about the glitz and the glam of you know being in the nba or being being around the players like at some point man that wears out so fast oh every time uh, and i think that's a a great a point of wisdom right for our young people to understand of you know, it's cool for a while to, to be in the Target Center, but after a while, it's just another building, yeah. right? It's just another building. And after a while, you're sitting here before a game looking around Target Center, but, like, mm-hmm. the start, Target Center start, like, spinning around because you're so freaking tired of, like, the last three nights because right. you've been watching film all oh, night and man. you've had to practice and you've had to do all these things and you just yeah. got off the plane and we landed at, like, 2, mm-hmm. but you had to be in the office at, like, 7 or 8. Like, all yeah. these things is great, but, like you said, just uh, at some point, it runs out. And it's it for everybody. And when you talk even to players, it's the same thing. When you're, yeah. like, we try to help them out as coaches and stuff to have, like, a, a um, an outlook on it more than just, oh, like, yeah, like, I'm a superstar. Like, I'm playing for my next contract. I want my money and stuff. But it's just, mm-hmm. like, after a while, like, like what do you really play for? And yeah. that that's really what helps you just, like, mm-hmm. keep going. And then even after that, like, achieving big things, too, because yeah. – if you move for these like kind of like vanities, like you just like you mm-hmm. just like walking around like with kind of aimless, you know what I yeah. mean? Whereas like where you in it for some deeper things, most of the time your destination is just bigger and further at the end. Yeah. So absolutely, I think of uh, Colossians three twenty three when when Paul writes, uh, he says, "Work for the Lord, uh, not for human masters." Mm-hmm. And and I think that's just a great foundation for for people working in sports that you know, following Christ is. If you're working for Christ and you're working as if you're working for Him, 
you're going to work so much harder than if, if it was just working for a coach or for whoever. Absolutely. I think that's a good perspective Yeah, no, well. for sure. And, and, to, and it's a great verse to just mm-hmm. uh, relate it to. Um, but but it's easier said than done, though. It is. Because you, you, is. you work in an industry that's just very, like the media is always there. On social media, you see it. Everybody you tell that you work in the NBA right away, it looks at you like you're so cool and all these things. And so it's yeah. like, it's a constant reminder of being like, man, like, mm-hmm. why do I really do this? And yeah. so you have to be very intentional in that. Like I I say it right now, but it's something that I honestly have to remind myself every day, yeah. every single day, because it's easy yeah. to just feel good about yourself. Like, wow, I'm in the league. Like I'm only yeah. 24, like, I'm video coordinator and player mm-hmm. development. But it's just like, it's, it's not what it's about. So it's, yeah. uh, it's easier said than done, but it's really important for sure. Yeah. Sure is, Jonathan. And speaking of your why, right, talking about why you're in this industry, I'd love to hear from you after your career is all said and done and, and you finish your time in the NBA, what kind of legacy do you hope to leave behind? I think I want to like to leave a legacy of just like someone that um, that genuinely loved people, mm-hmm. uh, that loved people for, for who they were um, yeah. and that just wanted to see them succeed, um, but also did it in the way that was just like, constructive to just like lead them to you know like ultimately christ but i wouldn't necessarily like say that right away to someone in Mm -hmm. terms of like how i am with them or how i like mentor them or whatever but it's just uh yeah just being love um and Mm -hmm. uh and and leaving that um just that that feeling of the fact that i was there uh, because I love the game and I love being around people and Mm -hmm. i love just like bringing great energy and i was willing to put the hard work in um and um yeah, so hopefully mm-hmm. um, I'll, I'll, I'll leave that behind. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, Jonathan. And I think that's, that's honestly so humbling for all of us to listen to and, and hear is, you know, your your legacy is not wins and losses. It's not that you won a championship, right? It's not no. that you coach the best player in the NBA. It's it's about loving people well. And, and that's exactly what Christ calls us to. You think about the two greatest commands, right? The first is love God, mm-hmm. right? And the second is love people. Love people. Right, and I think that's something we, we can easily forget. No, um, most definitely. Yeah, but that's, that's an awesome, awesome perspective and amazing legacy to leave behind. And Jonathan, lastly, you know, as our listeners continue pursuing Christ in, in, in their careers in sports, what advice or encouragement would you provide them as they continue on this journey? Um, I think I would tell them the, that to trust him, mm-hmm. trust him along the way, uh, no matter what season they're in. Um, no matter if they're exactly where they want to be or mm-hmm. that they, they're, they're not, that yeah. he has a plan for them. And yeah. that um, as long as they keep doing their part yeah, and then have the ability to surrender to like what happens at the end mm-hmm. is the biggest thing for me. Um, yeah. Focusing on what they can control mm-hmm. um, and kind of like, kind of like it says in Proverbs, right? Like just don't rely on your own understanding of things, but like trust mm. him and he'll make your path straight. Just Amen. having that ability of like doing everything in your ability that you can to be successful, mm. right? Like every single yeah. like inch of just like you like empty the tank every day. It's a part mm-hmm. that you can't miss that it, yeah. it has to be there 100%. But then once you did that, also be in prayer and having the yeah. ability to understand now that I did my part, mm-hmm. but no matter what happens, it's going to be, you know, his will and what he wants. And yeah. no matter what, it's going to be perfect because he's mm-hmm. a perfect God, right? So like, as long yeah. as you do your part, there's really no pressure to have on your end. And the last thing is too, yeah, like just 
once you understand that it will like literally give you wings like around mm. to just like do whatever because all that yeah. pressure is off your shoulder you just have to do your part but yeah. if you're in an industry for example that you love it's mm. not even hard because you're going to work hard naturally because you love yeah. what you do right absolutely and then once you did that just being like okay now i did it so mm -hmm. i just have to surrender to him and no matter what happens i'm good yeah. and just that like saying that right now even like gives me so much peace because i'm like yeah I serve a God that where I have to do all I can, but w like once it's all said and done, I surrender. Mm. It's not me that's like the final like decision. That's the yeah. final like, or you know like the battle's already won. So I'm Amen. sitting here just doing the best I can. But at the end of the day, like mm. the pressure's not on me. So yeah. I mean I'm cool. That's know? that's so encouraging. And you know I think about it as well of surrendering to christ is the most freeing thing to do and yeah. i think sometimes and the hardest thing too and the hardest that's, thing that's the crazy it's, it's, the mo it's the most peaceful it's mo the yeah. most peace you can experience through it Man. but it's also the hardest thing because you're creatures of like you want control yeah. all the time yeah so it's it's so true. hard and it's just yeah it's the hardest thing but it's also necessary and beautiful amen. yeah for sure amen it's so encouraging too to hear that from you jonathan of you know that surrender for you has given you peace right to know that yeah. wherever you end up if you're working hard for it, it's where God wanted you to be. And I think that is just, man, I think it gives a, a, a sense of calm to know that, you know, God is, is driving the car, right? He's, yeah. He's, he's driving, I'm in the passenger seat, and, and it's, he's and got it. He's yeah. got it, right? And that's what, that would be most definitely my biggest encouragement mm -hmm. because I see a lot of people, whether it's in, you know, um, yeah. no matter what the industry is, like just nowadays, like people that are just so focused on like results, like outcome, destination and just yeah. like put so much on themselves for that which like you should want a lot out of yourself and right. like have ambitions but yeah. it should lead you to work hard and do everything you can as much as you as you can but mm -hmm. then like the out the real outcome what comes out at the end shouldn't put that pressure on you because right. when you know you've done everything you don't have anything to regret yeah you just surrender it and like I say, it's the, it's the best feeling. It's the best design that he could make for us. Just it do is. your part and then don't worry about it. He mm -hmm. didn't say, do your part and then do more. And then if you don't get there, well, it's really your fault. Like, right. it's not like that. Yeah. So it's mm -hmm. just very freeing for us just of like doing your part as much as you can. And then just mm -hmm. like, you know, like lift your hands and just be like, all right, now whatever. Yeah. You take me where you want me to go. That's so well said, Jonathan. And you know, brother, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. And I just want to encourage you, man. Like, I get to see you in action every single day. And it's <laughs> it's such an encouragement to me to see the way you walk and the way you love people. So appreciate your time yeah, today. Yeah, appreciate you. No, it was a pleasure. On. Anytime, anytime, man. It was a pleasure. Thank you. And uh, you're killing it out there, rebounding every time, <laughs> man. I, I like it. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, Jonathan. All right, man. If you want to get involved with Uncommon Sports Group and the mission that we are on to help you navigate the sport industry, as followers of Christ, apply for our academy on our website at uncommonsg.org. That's uncommonsg.org. Be sure to catch new episodes of the Uncommon Podcast every Thursday at midnight Eastern Time, as well as the full video episodes on our YouTube channel. Until next time, we pray that you will strive to be uncommon by glorifying the name of God in whatever you may do. See you next week.